Hello, my name is Charles Wright, and welcome to the Complete in Christ podcast, where we endeavor to fit the pieces of our lives together according to the Word of God. Here on Complete in Christ, we're trying something new and kicking off a sermon series. The title of the series is What's in Your Heart? And it's taken from a sermon that I preached in 2019. And the aim of that sermon was that by better understanding the link between our hearts, our beliefs, and our decisions, that we would be convicted and ultimately compelled to ask God to show us what he sees in our hearts and then be determined to genuinely and earnestly seek him to renew our hearts and our minds. The sermon is taken from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, and I pray that it blesses you. Let's get to it. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. I like this. I like this. This is a familiar verse, but maybe we'll see it a little bit differently. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me help. Let me help you out because you hear this a lot of times, and, and it's it's such a. I imagine God is laughing, maybe even almost falling off his throne when he hears us say, "I just don't think God would," and then enter in whatever you want to say after that. Because in other words, what I'm saying is, is that I'm taking my finite way of reasoning and rationalizing and then saying, well, because I wouldn't do something like that or because I don't think that's right, then I'm projecting that up now to God and saying he wouldn't do that. Hmm. And then some people do it in reverse, too. They also say, well, because God does this and that, I couldn't serve a God. I wouldn't serve a God who would do Fill in the blank after that. (laughs) Think about that, how dangerous that is. And what God tells us in Isaiah is, it says, look, don't get it twisted. My ways are not your ways. And then he flips it again. And your thoughts are not my thoughts. And as far as the heavens are from the earth. So, so don't think that it's just, well, if you study long enough, if you meditate long enough, if you, if you, if you, if you kind of you know, pray long enough, then you can get the... No, he says, and as far as the heavens are from the earth, huh, are my ways to your ways. I, I stress that and point that out just to make this as a point. We cannot live a life that's pleasing to God with our belief system. Because our belief system is as far as the heavens are from the earth. And so we have to get in line with what he says about life and about his belief system. And then thirdly, we have to pray. Bringing in the new, getting out the old. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, what will it do? Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There is something about us spending time in prayer 
that allows that old to get pushed out, the new to be pressed in upon us, and then this peace from Christ begins to guard our hearts and our minds as we begin to renew uh, or allow ourselves to allow God to renew our hearts. Secondly, secondly, to uh, guard our hearts, we have to practice avoidance. We must be proactive and intentional by avoiding those things, those people, those circumstances, those situations that chip away at where we're weak. This even means, hear me now, this is tough, this is tough. We might have to avoid people. We might have to avoid places. We might have to avoid activities, shows, music, events, etc. that in and of themselves might not be wrong. But because of what God has shown us in our hearts, we need to stay away from them. Oh, I know we don't like that. Charles, I, I, thought, I thought we were free. I, we can do it. If it's not wrong, I, what's wrong with it? Well, part of it is, is because we're we trying to ease right up to that line and just kind of, what y'all doing over there? <laughs> no, no, none for me. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Look at how serious this matter is to Jesus, Matthew 5, 29 and 30. Jesus says, look, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. A strong language. Now you sitting there thinking, Jesus don't want me to pluck my eye out, cut my hand out. No. But what he's telling you is that if you had to put on a scale your eternal soul with your eye, your soul has more value. If you had to put on a scale your right hand and your eternal soul, your soul has more value. Let's bring it into today's language. If you need to put on a scale that party, or your eternal soul. Your eternal soul has more value. If you need to put on a scale that drink versus your soul, your soul has more value. That function, that event, that organization, whatever it is that causes us. Remember, point, uh, 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 pay attention that he does not say that your, your eye is bad or that your hand is bad. But it's the thing that's causing you to sin. Hmm. Lastly, to guard our hearts, there has to be accountability. James 5 and 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I, I like the King James where it says the, the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Hmm. This one is hard for us in general and more specifically in our Western culture because we kind of have this um, idealized Lone Ranger mythology. And I call it a mythology because it, 
there's nothing in our history really where anybody is doing anything by themselves. But for some reason, this is the mindset that we have here, right? That I don't really need anybody. I can do it all by myself on my own terms. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, blah, 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 whatever little uh, mantra that you want to tell yourself. Um, can I just say it very plainly? The idea or the notion of being a solitary, lone wolf individual that possesses the capacity, right, to process, to process and to deal with everything that life throws at you is, uh, what's the theological term I'm looking for? Stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Come Stupid. On. That's right. <laughs> Think about this. What sense does it make to get up and go to the hospital knowing that you're sick, knowing that you are in pain, knowing that you are hurting, knowing that you are near at the point of death, but never telling anybody? Sitting in there, looking at the magazines, drinking the free coffee, right? Acting like there's nothing wrong with you at all. Even though there's nurses and doctors and medicine there, not just there, but expressly for the purpose of helping people who are sick, hurting, in pain, and near the point of death. Hmm. If that doesn't make any sense at all, then why would we come into the house of the Lord, which is just a spiritual hospital, y'all, get ourselves all prettied up, smelling good, stroll in here every Sunday and want to act like, no, I got it all together. I know the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but there is a little asterisk. I didn't. I'm good. I, my sin is all behind me. I'm walking now in the hallelujah, Shekinah glory of the God. No, we're hurting. We're sick. Here's the, here's the thing that boggles my mind. And, and even though you pretending, you're faking and flodging and trying to make everybody think you got it all together, we see you in your gown with your back out. <laughs> with the IV, you treated, you, you're dragging the IV behind you. I'm good. No, brother. I'm just trying to, the mental picture. You know, I thought about this too. Here's the thing too about church. What I like about when you go to certain levels of, of the floor in the hospital, everybody there knows their gown is open. Because they're in the hospital, right? And so there's no shame. I mean, folks, are, hey. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey. Your, yeah, your gown is open too, so. Right? So, so we come in, and I mean, can you imagine trying to be at the hospital in the ICU and trying to act like you're not sick? They see the doctors going in and out of your room, right? We, we all sick. And part of the not having accountability is because I don't want you to know. I don't want you to know that I'm sick. Now, if you're sick, tell me all about it because I want to be there for you, brother. But I can't, I'm not going to let you in because I got to have it all together. 
And what the scripture tells us <laughs> is that we need to be exhorting one another. We need to be confessing our sins to one another. There needs to be that accountability, not so that we can put it in the bulletin on next Sunday, but so that there can be some encouragement, there can be some prayer, there can also be some watching out. You're weak in that area, brother? I got you. I'm going to watch for you. I'm going to make sure that you aren't led away by an unbelieving heart. Confessing our sins doesn't mean that we come up and just blab it to everybody, right? But you're finding, you're confiding in some spiritual brothers and sisters who you know can pour into you, you can pour into them, and you can say, I'm weak here. Cover me, brothers. I'm weak here. Lift me up, sisters. In conclusion, the process of guarding our hearts is not a one-time activity. That's right. If you did the homework last week, good for you. I'm proud of you. If I had stickers, I'd stick, you walk up here, I'd put a sticker on your shirt. You could go home and be proud of your sticker. But you're not done. And if you didn't do the homework last week, don't worry. Because guess what? It's a new day. Verse 13 says, as long as it is today. Right? Forgetting what's behind today. This is an everyday battle. As long as you and I are breathing, we've got to guard our hearts. I don't care how long you've been saved, Pete. I don't care how much scripture you know, Elder Martin. I don't care how many verses are memorized. I don't care uh, how long you've been in the land of the living. I don't care uh, how long your family has been at that church. I don't care how long you, how much you're serving, how many solos you've sung, how many different translations, about how many languages you can speak, how many degrees you have. It does not matter. You need to guard your heart. Every day we're asking God to show us our hearts. Every day we're becoming aware of what's in our hearts. Every day we're avoiding those people, places, and things that would cause us to stumble. Every day we're being held accountable by a dear brother or sister in Christ to walk in a way that's pleasing to God. And guess what? That can get frustrating. It can get discouraging, which is why we need the encouragement of the body. This is why the community of believers is so very important. So, solid word. You did your homework last week, continue to do it. The Lord showed you some things, continue to guard your heart against those things. You're looking for some accountability, ask the Lord to show you. Lord, who, not just who can I be accountable to, but who can I be uh, the accountability partner for as well, right? And then together, when we come here every Sunday, together we begin to comfort and to encourage and exhort one another, not because, ooh, I know what you did and I know what your problem is, but because we're all walking the halls with our gowns open. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Complete in Christ podcast. If you have any questions regarding this episode or series, you can send them to questions at completeinchristpodcast.org. 
please include your name, where you're from, and the specific episode you're referencing. Also, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It gives us feedback that helps us to keep improving and provide some insight for those who may be listening for the very first time. Again, my name is Charles Wright, and until next time, be blessed.